I'll go start the coffee. I'll be down in a minute. Scooby-dooby-dooby-doo-wop. Pastor and Laura, wake up. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to our Bible study. We're reading mm-hmm. the Bible every day. Usually a chapter a day. Sometimes. Sometimes less. Mm-hmm. But... But we're going to try to do chapter 8 today and see how far we get. All right. Chapter 8 of Luke. In Luke. Chapter 8. The parable of the sower. Chapter 8, verse 1. After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out, Joanna, the wife of Cusa, the manager of Herod's household, Susanna, and many others. The women were, these women were helping to support them out of their own means. Is there? I was just stopping to think about the women were supporting a group of 13 or more men. Mm-hmm. So he must have had some money. Well, if she's the manager of Herod's household... She's got, like, a regular paycheck. She would have had a regular paycheck. But Mary Magdalene seems to be one that supports them a lot. Hmm. Um, you know, with them visiting there often, and she also is the one that gives them that um, alabaster jar of oil that's a whole year's wages that anoints Jesus's feet later mm-hmm. on so okay anyway well a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town who told this parable a farmer went out to sow his seed as he was scattering the seed some fell along the path it was trampled on and the birds of the air ate it up some fell on rock and when it came up plants withered because they had no moisture Other seeds, some fell on rock, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked out the plants. <coughs> Speaking Ooh. of choking, <laughs> you will keep it. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop, a hundred times more than it was sown. When he said this, he called out, He who has ears, let him he who has ears to hear, let him hear. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables, so that through seeing they may they may not see or I'm sorry. Though seeing, they may not see. Though hearing, they may not understand. Now, I feel like a long time ago when you and I read Mark, mm-hmm. I had questions about this, and now I still have the same questions, so I need to be reminded. He's saying, I'm going to tell these stories, and to others, it's, it's going to be parables, but to you, I'll explain them. Mm-hmm. So why doesn't he explain them to the whole group of everybody? 
Is he only explaining them to the twelve? Yeah, it's still about if he claims to be God through parables that the Pharisees are going to put him to death. It's one of the reasons that he continues to call himself um, Son of Man. And on top of that, Saying it's going to make him... speaking in code. He's not speaking in code. He's telling them things, but he doesn't want to say it outright. Well, I... Partially, partially he doesn't want to do that. But he also doesn't want the mob of people to be following him that are trying... He wants to continue to preach. And people learn better through stories. You know? To to have these applicable lessons that people can remember, I think that's um part of the reason why. So... Well, not though hearing you, they may not see though hearing you, they may not understand. It's a quote from Isaiah. Mm-hmm. It's a prophecy of Isaiah that he fulfills. So he teaches in the way that he teaches, and people don't understand what he's talking about. They think that he's talking in code, but when we read this or when we look at it we know exactly what he's talking about because we hear through ears of faith or well and because he's about to explain it so yeah. we have the explanation so that's why we want but not for all of them mm-hmm. okay this is the meaning of the parable verse 11 the seed is the word of god those along the path are the ones who hear And then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rock are ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in time of testing, they fall away. Uh, The seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked up by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. Well, that's a good reminder. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, I like that term that I always forget that's in there. And by persevering, produce a crop. So, you know, we, I mean, it takes, takes effort mm-hmm. to grow and produce alright next section a lamp on a stand no one lights a lamp and hides it under a jar or puts it under a bed instead he puts it on a stand so that those who come into it can see the light for there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open therefore consider carefully how you listen whoever has has will Oops. <laughs> Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has, will be taken from him. There's kind of your answer to your last question. Nothing that's concealed will not be brought out into the open. Mm-hmm. So even if he hid this from his disciples... You're, you know, you have Luke within the century writing it down so that anyone could understand what he was saying. 
Yeah. And the people that were there at that time were watching him literally do miracles, so it's not like they were at a disadvantage at all of seeing God's power. Yeah, so... Consider how you listen. He's saying you need to listen not just for yourself, but so that you're able to teach this in the future. Then whoever has will be given more. It means the more you know, the more you grow. Ooh. <laughs> I think I saw that on a poster somewhere. Really? Sounds like a bumper sticker. Alright, uh, there's a little tiny section here. Verse 19, Jesus' mother and brothers. Now Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him, but they were not able to get near him because of the crowd. Someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to see you. He replied, my mother and brothers are those who hear God's word and put it into practice. So, so does that sort of sound like he's not caring for his family? No, he's not a jerk. If you go to Mark chapter 3 for that section, his brothers are trying to convince everyone that Jesus is insane. Oh, this and is they, the same time. And they drag it? around. They drag Mary with him um, so that he'll come out so they can, like, take him away. Um, so that's why he says... You know, these are my brothers and sisters in Christ, or in me, I guess. But these are my brothers and sisters, because they're in the family of God. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, coming of the storm, man! This is hit after hit here. <laughs> okay, verse twenty-two. One day, Jesus said to his disciples, "Let's go over to the other side of the lake." So they got into a boat and set out. As they sailed, he fell asleep. A squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped and they were in great danger. The disciples went up and woke him, or I'm sorry, they went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters. The the storm subsided and all was calm. Where is your faith? He asked his disciples. In fear and amazement, they asked one another, Who is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. I don't really have any questions on this section. Mm -mm. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. uh, Always amazing. He talks to a storm, and the storm listens. Something without ears hears him. After that section that we just had. But... That's the only little pastoral comment that I have. (laughs) All right. I mean, I could ask about why the disciples have seen all these miracles and then they say, who is this? But I don't know if I want to ask that. Okay. Well, the very short answer is, I think... I mean, didn't he Fear and and wonder... He raised someone from the dead the other day, didn't he? I know, but you're still when you're in awe of something. You're still so it's more like like a rhetorical. Like, yeah. Are you serious? Who's this guy? Yeah. You see this guy? Yeah. But they know he's God. Right. Right. So they're not like 
But they're just, they're still always amazed yeah. at the power of Christ. Okay. The healing of a demon possessed man. They sailed to the region of the. Gerasenes? Gersenes? Gerasene. Gergesenes? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's two different ways depending on which way it's translated. So you might see Gerasene, you might see also, is it Gerga? Uh, I don't Ger, know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, it's still... Which is across the lake from Galilee. When Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but lived in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the Most High God? I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had commanded the evil spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him, and though he was... Many times it had seized him, and though it, he was chained hand and foot, he kept and kept under guard. He had broken his chains and had been driven by the demon into solitary places. Hmm. What? I was just thinking about all of that. Just taking a second to comprehend it. So he lived in the tombs, meaning like a graveyard? Or the tombs, are they like in a hill or something? Yeah, they would be, at that time, I don't think it would be a graveyard, but it would be kind of like when you think of like Lazarus, there's a big stone, or with mm-hmm. Jesus' death, stone rolled in front of him. So he's either in to- tombs without anybody living in them at the time. Or he's in tombs, or he's in tombs with, with people in there. People don't live in them. You said well, without people were there, living were in there them. Were their bodies, sorry, really, were their bodies <laughs> the are being re- Rested, so okay, but so he keeps getting like chained and he breaks the chains. Okay, mm-hmm. Jesus asked him, What is your name? Legion, he replied, because many demons had gone into him, and they begged him repeatedly not to order them to go into the, the abyss. So, abyss is capitalized there. Mm-hmm. What is that? Does that mean hell? Yeah, uh, I would refer, I would call that hell because then. John also talks about the uh, devil being thrown into the abyss in Revelation. Okay. All right, verse 32. A large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside. The demons begged Jesus to let them go into them, and he gave them permission. When the demons came out of the man, they went into the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When those tending the pigs saw what happened, they ran off and reported in the town and countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. They came to Jesus. They found the man from whom the demons had gone out, sitting at Jesus' feet, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people how the demon-possessed man had been cured. Then all the people of the region of the Gerasenes were asked Jesus to leave them, because they were overcome with fear. So he got into the boat and left. The man from whom the demons had gone out begged to go with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, Return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and told all over the town how much Jesus had done for him. 
Okay, so these demons live inside this man, but they never kill him. Mm-hmm. They just keep torturing him or driving him to do crazy things. Yeah, so it he doesn't keeps... really say he's like hurting himself necessarily or trying to kill himself. No, there is. I think in another one it says he's cutting himself with stones. Oh, okay. But but then Jesus orders the demons out. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as they go into the pigs, they kill themselves. Mm-hmm. So if the pigs are dead now, then where did the demons go? I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us enough about angels and demons to know where they are. You know, if they're just wandering the earth. They're... It does kind of make it seem like, well, I mean, maybe not. I shouldn't project that way. I, when I hear it like that, it, it sounds to me like they have to go from one thing to another. Like, if you send us out of this man, let us go into these pigs. Like, they can't float around No, it's aimlessly. not like a parasite that needs a host. Right. Well, that's what it sort of sounded like when they're, like, begging to go in these pigs. No, because when you, like, read the first couple of chapters of Job, and Satan is before God, and God says, you know, where have you been? And he's like, oh, I've been wandering the earth. Sure, I mean, I know that God and angels and demons are spirits, so they don't need a physical body. But the way they're, why they ask to go into the pigs, I guess, doesn't make sense. I think they just, that's evil, and I don't know why Jesus allowed it, but evil just wants to destroy. It really doesn't have a plan. It's just, they went out and they wanted to go into this herd of pigs, and for whatever reason, Jesus allowed them to go into this herd of pigs, and immediately they just destroyed the pigs. And, right. You know, it, it just seemed it seemed weird that they have been in this man for so long, d- not hurting him or killing him, and then the second they get in the pigs, you know, they didn't become like Cujo, well, like demon possessed pigs that are trying to kill everyone. They just go jump off a cliff. But they are hurting the man. I mean, they're driving him away from his friends and family and making him live in tombs. And you don't know what the mental torture that he was going through. You're right. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, just because he has super strength doesn't mean it's fun to be him. So. No, I'm not saying he's having fun by any means. I'm just saying it's like just the opposite of what he was doing before. It seemed like. He, um, you know, was not dead, obviously, mm-hmm. and then all the pigs are, so it just was, like, they needed to go in the pigs, and then when the pigs were dead, now where did they go? Did they go to other people? Did they float back down to the abyss? It sounded like they didn't want to be ordered to go to the abyss, so now they're just roaming the earth looking for people to bug. Yeah, I don't know what... So then why I don't know precisely what they're referring to. To go back to hell, if he didn't let him, he let him be in the pigs, and now the pigs are dead. Now they're just gonna go get other people or something. I don't know. I don't know. It may be. I mean, I don't want to assume. I know what Jesus is thinking, but maybe he wanted to prove that this man was really healed. It wasn't just a temporary. 
uh, moment of sanity for him, but the demons were truly gone, and they went into these animals and not into the man anymore. Yeah. Because this is one of the few times that he tells him to, you know, tell everyone. And I think a reason for that is that people probably thought that Jesus, um, if Jesus has power over this demon, maybe he's a stronger demon, you know? Mm -hmm. Which he has to defend well, against multiple demon times. Possessions, I don't I don't know like Jesus' exact words for all those, but like does he say go back to like Hades or the Abyss or where you came from? No, he just says out. Get out of them. Yeah. So I don't know. It just this is like weird to me that they are like don't send us to hell, send us into those pigs, like that's their only two choices is to be in an entity or to go back to the abyss. So yeah. I don't know. It's just the more that I think about it, I, I think it would be locked in the abyss. Um, what do you mean? Like when think you about it, you're just guessing here. Well, because <laughs> there's not a lot of passages in the Bible about this, but there That's is. The, there are other verses, other verses in the New Testament, like in First Peter, where he says that. Jesus went and testified to the spirits who were in prison. So, and that's not referring to, you know, souls that have died before. Hmm. It could be that there were demons that he has not loosed that are still, that are stuck uh, there. Fallen angels that are down there. So, hmm. okay, let's I don't read know. this last section. It's a little longer, but I think we can get through this chapter today. All right, a dead girl and a sick woman. All right, verse 40. Now when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house, because his only daughter, a girl of about 12, was dying. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds, the crowds almost crushed him, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that the power has gone out for me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus and the synagogue ruler. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, Don't be afraid, just believe, and she will be healed. When he arrived at the house of Jairus, he did not let anyone go in with him except Peter, John, and James, and the child's father and mother. Meanwhile, all the people were wailing and mourning for her. Stop wailing, Jesus said. She is not dead, but asleep. They laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But he took her by the hand and said, My child, get up. Her spirit returned, and at once she stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were astonished, but he ordered them not to tell anyone what had happened. Pretty common story, I feel mm -hmm. like. Yeah. We've got... A man begging Jesus. Then they start traveling together. 
The crowd's almost crushed him. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people bumping into him and touching him. Mm-hmm. But then this woman reaches out and touched the edge of his cloak. Mm-hmm. And she's healed. And so that's like a case where other people were touching him, but they weren't like, you know, instantly all their cuts and scars and bruises are healed. Oh, yeah. There's but, a whole sermon there of just, yeah, you know, reaching out to Jesus for help, you know, right. with faith. And she's reaching out for help. Other people were just like, hey, Jesus, and like bumping and mm-hmm. shuffling into him. But this is like an intentional, like, I'm going to grab some mm-hmm. power. <laughs> yeah, if only I just touched his cloak, I'd know that God could help me. You know, if yeah. only I can get near him. It's just a so humble. That, like, it's like a miracle on the way to the miracle. Mm-hmm. And then he gets to Jairus' house and brings a little girl back to life. So mm-hmm. it's amazing. I don't mean to, like, skim over it. No. But it's God is good. It's powerful. It's, it's very powerful. And merciful, compassionate. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't have any other questions. We read a lot of really important stories today. Yeah. Maybe go back and read it over again, but this was fun. Yeah. All so, right. see you well, tomorrow. That's all for today. See you next time. Bye bye. Scooby Dooby Dooby Doo Wop. Pastor Ran Laura, wake up.